When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Inside. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo right D. Side. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side. Here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spreaker, and on YouTube. And before training camp kicks off here in a couple of weeks, Paul and I are going to break down and grade the Miami Dolphins roster position by position in detail. We'd love to know your thoughts as well on our social media outlets, and you can reach us on there. And, Paul, there's no more fitting place to begin than the quarterback position that every Dolphins fan seems to have an opinion on, and and rightfully so. You know, you've got Ryan Tannehill here, gosh, entering his sixth year. I mean, I I heard that he was going into his sixth year from somewhere, and I thought, he's not going into his sixth. Holy shit, yeah, he is going into his sixth year. So we're going to start there. I'll start out with my opinion on Tannehill is that every year I, I do the same thing right about this time uh, when when looking at the Dolphins quarterback situation, I I just number the paper from one to 32 and and I write down where I think each quarterback belongs and which slot they do. So I have 14 quarterbacks clearly above Ryan Tannehill and they're, Rodgers, Brady, Ryan, Breeze, Carr, Luck, Prescott, Cousins, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Marcus Mariota, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton. And then Tannehill, to me, is between 15 and 20 with a lot of other quarterbacks like an Alex Smith, I have Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning. But he is on my list rated higher than he was last year. Uh, for the Dolphins heading into the season. Paul, wh- where, do your, where do you stand? How do you feel about Tannehill right now compared to maybe last year? I mean, for me, I, I think you know this. I think our regular listeners know this. Going into last season, I did see him somewhere in the upper middle of the pack. Uh, and, and looking at it for me going into this year, I see even more reasons to be positive so long as his knees and the shape that we keep hearing it is. Uh, he, he's definitely, to me, somewhere in that 10 to 12 range right now going into the season. He's got the ability and the weapons around him to go even higher on that ranking because there are a couple of guys in there that you mentioned is clear-cut being above him, and I, I don't know that I'd say a guy like Mariota is clear-cut above him. This may not be a popular one because I know he's the darling of Geico commercials and all kinds of stuff out there. I think Andrew Luck is a guy that started out on fire in the league and kind of trickled and fizzled a little and and has actually descended in the rankings a little bit. I mean, it's, there are some guys that maybe you rank above him, maybe you don't. And for me, I'd really put him in that 10 to 12 range with that possibility, given his surrounding cast, given the possibility that the guard situation does pan out the way the dolphins think it will. He really could be that, top 10 quarterback potentially i'm not saying he's going to be better than brady i'm not saying he's going to be better than rogers but you look at some of his increased stats and some of the deeper dive stats that folks have put together on him like pro football focus 
he's throwing a great deep ball, something that we said for a little while before they caught up to it, but you saw players dropping the hell out of it no longer doing so. A lot of different things here. There's really that potential for him to, to take that next step this year in an even better way than he did last year. I would take Mariota and Luck over Ryan Tannehill if, if I were making the choice, but it, even then it's not by a whole heck of a lot. I mean, I, I think or it, at least it's not a landslide. I, I think Andrew Luck, uh, a credit to him, especially last year, the, the Colts go 8-8. Eight and eight. and on, in my opinion, it was a terrible, terrible football team that the Indianapolis Colts had, and, and Andrew Luck uh, took them kicking and screaming to an 8-8 eight eight record. Mariota last year, you know, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, not quite the gunslinger, had, had a good offensive line, had a good running game. But I, I stick on those two guys because of the 14 quarterbacks that I mentioned earlier, the interesting thing is eight of those 14 quarterbacks are in the NFC. Three of those quarterbacks in the AFC are 35 or older, and that's Brady, Rivers, and Roethlisberger. And then after that, you've got uh, Derek Carr, you've got Marcus Mariota, and Andrew Luck in the AFC as your young guys that Tannehill has to compete with, to me, long-term to, to go deep into the playoffs with the Dolphins. Those are the three guys I'm really looking at. But taking a look at Tannehill this year and, and how I look at him, I think what you're seeing out of him and you're continuing to see out of him is, is incremental growth. And I, I've said this for years that I don't think Tannehill – I, I never expected him to take that leap into superstardom, but I did expect him to get better and better and better. And I think he was really on that track last year with Adam Gase. In the final eight games, Ryan Tannehill, after Ajayi broke out, Ryan Tannehill was uh, throwing the ball, completed over 71% of his passes, had 1,723 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, over a hundred quarterback rating and a seven and one record. So I think if, as long as the Dolphins keep that balance on offense, you could see Ryan Tannehill continue to grow, especially with Adam Gase. Yeah, and one thing that's going to be really interesting to see this coming season, given the fact that he is coming back from that knee injury, is how much we're going to see Ryan Tannehill a run with the ball. B, if he does run the ball, how aggressive will he be in doing so? and see how aggressive will Adam Gase be in allowing Tannehill to run the ball. I know there's a lot of Matt Moore fans that listen to the show. I know we talked about this before. I know he's a hell of a guy. But he showed what's great about Matt Moore and what's terrible about Matt Moore when he came in after that Ryan Tannehill knee injury last season. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see how much both Gase and Tannehill bring Ryan's legs into a game because when Tannehill is running with the ball, it really sets those defenses off balance, makes them have to spy him, gets his wide receiver core open, and, and really could be interesting down the line if they're able to keep his legs involved in the game based upon his recovery from the knee injury. It's interesting with Tannehill and running the ball because part of me says – I, once or twice a game, I'd like for him to do that bootleg because it keeps defenses so honest. Um, you know, if you've got a Jai in the backfield and you've got Tannehill who can possibly just tuck the ball down and run 15 or 20 yards uh, because he has the speed to do it, I think that's a huge weapon. On the other hand, I know exactly what's going to happen if Tannehill 
does that, gets hurt on it, and is out for six weeks, people are going to be saying, well, why why are you putting your quarterback in that position? Um, so it's it's interesting. But I, I think it's worth the risk because of, of what it can bring to your offense. One one thing I want to look back at while we're talking about this is Donovan McNabb early in his career wasn't the best passer, but he incorporated his legs into the game. You know, As his career went on, even while he was still up in Philly, he got away from running the ball. It was a conscience, conscious decision, something he put out in the media for whatever reason that he decided to do so because he didn't want to be remembered as a running quarterback. And it really just destroyed what, what there was of his game, in my opinion. So that's something where, like we were just talking about, I don't want to see it decrease Ryan Tannehill's game by getting away from it just because he had that knee injury this past year. So I hope they do still incorporate it. But like you said, it's got to be sparingly and where it makes sense and be something that is used as a wrinkle, not an every down weapon. And Adam Gase has really challenged Ryan Tannehill this year to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And I think what you're going to start to see for the Dolphins on offense is Ryan Tannehill that, hey, look, uh, you've got Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Jay Ajayi, and Julius Thomas. You have five guys who should be able to win some matchups um, out there. And because of that, you better get the ball out of your hands quickly. And I think that's going to be the challenge for Tannehill this year. One thing that I want to see him do, on third down over the last two years, the Dolphins have been 25th and 26th in third down completion percentage. I'd like to see Miami have a few less three and outs. Uh, moving on to, to Matt Morpal, uh, a player that we have always disagreed on. Um, I think every year we're talking about Matt Moore. I always want him on the team. I think he's a good asset. You're, I'm not going to say rooting for him to be cut, but uh, pretty darn close to it. Because uh, here's where I stand on Matt Moore. I, I, I feel that you look at you look at last year, Ryan Tannehill goes down. Matt Moore comes in and against Arizona, it's it's a it's a tie football game. Matt Moore completes a pass to Kenny Stills, gets in field goal range, and then in overtime, uh he, he completes a deep pass to Kenny Stills, the Dolphins end up winning. Then the following two games against the Jets and Bills score thirty four points a game, win those two games, Dolphins end up going to the playoffs. Then in the final two games against the Patriots and Steelers, yeah, that, that gunslinger mentality you talk about really got the best out of him. But I, I, I got to say, I think very few quarterbacks in this league can step off can step off the bench and do what Matt Moore did last year. I I do tend to agree with you to an extent. I mean, I, I, like I said before, I think Matt Moore, what we saw last year was a microcosm of of what is great about Matt Moore and what is utterly terrible about Matt Moore. I'd actually love to see Matt Moore stay with the team, but I'd love to see him go into that assistant quarterback coach style of role. I'm hoping that given the fact that Dowdy was on the practice squad last year, he's had that time to develop. I liked a little bit of what I saw from him during the preseason last year, and granted it wasn't all against the top tier defenses, but if he's had time to develop and is able to – be even as good as Matt Moore in this preseason or a little bit steadier than Matt Moore because Matt Moore is going to give you those wow plays in a great way and he's going to give you those wow plays in a terrible way just like Ryan Fitzpatrick used to do with the Texans just like a number of those gun mediocre gunslinger quarterbacks 
have done with various teams out there in the past. I think Moore is a great mentor for Ryan Tannehill, but I just it's it's gone on too long that Miami hasn't been able to find a good young backup to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And uh, he costs too much. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree with you there too. And I, I I'm glad that finally Matt Moore, after basically not throwing a ball for four years and getting paid what thirteen to fifteen million dollars over that span not to do it that he actually got in and was able to justify his value and, and get the Dolphins into the playoffs. One thing that we've definitely agreed on uh, is I love drafting a quarterback in those middle rounds, stockpiling picks, drafting a quarterback in those middle rounds. I know uh, before the draft, you and I were talking about uh, Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee. If he's available in the fourth or fifth round, maybe that's somebody the Dolphins take a look at. They didn't have a fourth round pick, but if they could have manufactured one, then I, I just think that the, the upside is so big if you can hit on that. Uh, you know, you look at Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Yeah, you, you, most of the time you're going to whiff on these picks, but if you hit on them, you're paying somebody a very small amount of money to either be a really good backup or somebody who can uh, potentially nudge your starting quarterback a little bit. And then you've got really the best of both worlds. So I, I hope the Dolphins in the upcoming year draft a quarterback in the middle rounds and not to unseat Tannehill necessarily, but to at least have a really good backup uh, for Matt Moore, who does cost a few million and is 33 years old. Paul, um, looking at the rest of uh, the depth chart, you see Brandon Dowdy, who the Dolphins drafted in, in the seventh round last year, did end up making the roster. It's, it's someone Adam Gase does think highly of, who could be that long-term backup. And you've also got David Thales, a former six-round pick from the Chicago Bears, whose NFL resume is five NFL passes. So do you think the Dolphins keep two or three quarterbacks this year? I think Miami's still going to look at it as two. I know that – I know Dowdy still has practice squad eligibility, so if he doesn't beat out Matt Moore, then I, I think it's a scenario where he could end up getting stashed on the practice squad again. I believe Fales has practice squad availability or eligibility, and, and you can keep me honest here on that. So you may see one or two, one of those two guys end up on that practice squad. Some of that's going to depend upon what we see from Tannehill in the preseason and his ability to hold up early on in testing out that knee in-game situations. They don't have to make that decision given the new rule changes now where essentially there is one cut during the preseason, and that's the cut from 90 to 53. I mean, they're going to have the luxury of being able to take a good, long look at these young quarterbacks without having to essentially sacrifice in another position to do so. So that's one of the good sides of the new rule changes is you're going to see Fails and Dowdy on that roster right up until the cut day, not a cut day, the cut day. I'm with you. And this is, make no mistake about it, this is an important a preseason, an important training camp for Brandon Dowdy, because I think Adam Gase is going to decide, is this somebody who can be Ryan Tannehill's backup? Um, you know, you're talking about a quarterback. They thought enough to draft. They thought enough to keep him as a third quarterback. And 97 touchdowns uh, his last two years at Western Kentucky. But me personally, I've never really seen the arm strength in him. Uh, I hope that the Dolphins do keep two quarterbacks on the roster take that extra roster spot and use it on another position. I don't see David Fales really having a chance to make the roster. Paul, so taking a look at it, the, the position in its entirety, how would you grade the Dolphins quarterback spot? I'd have to go with probably 
a B plus. I, I want to say A minus. I like Tannehill's prospects for this year. I'm a little leery about the knee situation, and it's almost getting upsetting at this point that they really haven't been spending any draft capital to try to unseat Matt Moore at that backup quarterback position. He's not getting any younger, and it's a scenario that they have to address, and it can take three or four picks to come up with a decent backup in those mid to late rounds. You just have to hit on one, but you have to do it periodically to keep your team honest and to make sure you've got that young talent. At worst, you get a good player. He can't unseat Tannehill. You can do what the Patriots do every few years and trade that for other draft capital that's a little bit higher of a pick. So I have to go with that, but part of that is the fact that they haven't been able to find anybody to even challenge Matt Moore by. You say B plus. uh, uh, I'm going to say B. I'll give him a solid B. Uh, You know, I'd like to see Tannehill be better on third down this year and the offense be better in general. But I I think you are seeing that incremental growth. I think he's been better at moving his feet. Uh, I think his deep ball was better. I'm going to go with a B as well. Also, coming up in our upcoming episodes, we are going to move on to the next position in our next episode. It's going to be the running back spot uh, that we feel a lot differently about this year than we did last year. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Spreaker, and on YouTube. This is Cat and Paul Pickin on the Fin side. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.